Well, I, I just thought we'd start because Jed's struggling to get organized as per usual. So, w- oh. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one sports show maybe on planet Earth at this point. And uh, you know what? If we keep saying that, it could eventually happen. Now, firstly, can you please like, subscribe, share, follow on YouTube, follow on YouPorn. Jed's going to start an OnlyFans account oh. this week. Please donate money. Oh. Um, continue to send terrible Instagram influencers. All that kind of bullshit. Now, Jed, firstly, it's overwhelmingly positive feedback on the last episode. Overwhelmingly. Well, Seems no, no, no. Like- I'll, I'll come to the. I'll say it hasn't been all overwhelming, and I like the fact that firstly, my fucking microphone won't plug in, and I'm on absolute pennies here. Like, if I buy one more Diet Coke, I'm going to be on the streets doing things for money that I'm not proud of. So, but I there's a simple answer to that: don't buy Diet Coke. Right. Okay. Let's exchange diet. At the moment, I'm only having a Diet Coke per day. So I'm hemorrhaging a kilo every 48 hours, um, which good. is positive. But apologies about the microphone. Secondly, no, I had some kickback on Pat Cummins particularly. I mean, Pat Cummins is a um, – he's a likable dude. I, lo- I really like him. I think he's a fucking virtue signaling coward. But I, I think he's – like, I like him. I really – I do like him. I just – Want to know where you draw the line, and the fact that like people shouldn't have different opinions on shit. I think it's good. So, so who pushed back? Up. Who pushed back? What what were their issues with your comments? Well, they're like, you know, he's trying to do something positive, and I, I suppose, and I, I just said I'm not sure that I like the fact that it's when an athlete reaches. Oh, that's a bad sound. When an athlete reaches the peak of their sport. And they're being paid by their sport. They then decide how their sport will fund that payment. I don't like that aspect. So, you know, Lord knows it's not the guy who's barely making the one-day side. He's in the Australia A one-day side who's doing this. It's the cricket Australian captain. He's reached the pinnacle of the sport. He's then gone, okay, I can extend my tentacles into some stuff, um, which determines how Cricket Australia will pay me. Um, I think that's... When it's an everyday item, right? So, the, I suppose the the difference is again, it's not a they're not blood diamonds being mined. Kids aren't dying, shit like that. It's literally an energy provider. They've got nothing to do with mining. Like they're not a direct. They're not directly destroying the planet in the respect that many people would say other things do. It's providing you energy, same as Energy Australia, same as any of those companies. So, to reject that is sort of rejecting like like someone say I'm not doing water anymore. Like you use energy every fucking day. So, you know, I'm not sure you can take a hard stance against it like that for me. Was Pat objecting to the outrageous electrical bills going around at the moment? Because oh. if he was, then I'm a big Pat Cummins guy. I haven't watched cricket no, for years. he wasn't objecting to that, but... Fuck you, that's, Pat. That's what you get. We, uh, we uh, It's only going to get more expensive. Well, it certainly is. And I certainly look forward to that quarterly fucking note in the letterbox where it goes... Oh, it's going to double and it'll triple and it'll double after that. It's just going to keep going up. So um, until, oh, fuck it. I'm not doing an economic speech, but until there's an actual supply of renewable energy, we just keep paying an exorbitant amount and then we'll run out. Have you seen the movie Blood Diamond, by the way? Yeah, Danny Archer. He's a blood, he smuggles. It's a great movie. What a great fucking movie that is. It's a great movie. That makes you want to buy Blood Diamonds, that movie, doesn't it? I would hunt. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm not saying anything. 
Or, or go to Africa. You want to go do, to Africa. Just how do you reckon? How do you reckon girls feel? And I don't know. So, a, a huge, huge majority of women listen to this podcast. So please reach out um, when their husband, boyfriend, fiance comes home with the tiniest fucking diamond, but goes, but. I'll, I'll ask so, Kate how she felt. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. But it's so ethically sore. So like their friends are like, oh, show me the ring. And they're like this. But then they go, oh, I can barely see it. No, no, no. But it was sourced by a 78-year-old man and it grew in a, you know, at the bottom of the ocean. So we don't have to worry about that. So you'd have to give a speech every time you show the crappy ring. I enjoy Just, that. Who gives a fuck? What's going on in the world? How's your ear? Uh, I've got like 70% of my hearing back. So that's good. It's pretty good. What? Yeah. So <laughs> no, it's going, it's going pretty well. Um, it's, we're still not playing footy. So we, because the guys are in Dubai, um, we're just training the women's team. Shout out to the women's team who I do get to hang, uh, do a tiny bit of coaching with. They're undefeated in the first round, beat Valleys for the first time in 15 years. And they haven't Fuck conceded yeah. a point in five games. So they're red yeah. hot. Is that your uh, D coaching? Is that your D coaching? No, nah, it's not. I'm doing just some scrum stuff. Um, but they did their scrum go well? Yeah, they're very. They've got some great players. Um, That's awesome. So we've just been. Uh, most of the negative influences were also in Thailand this weekend. So myself and Granger had more of a uh, more of a homely weekend. We shut it down. Th- a bit. Thailand, Thailand. Yeah. So they all went there. We as we are hemorrhaging money uh we decided to lock it in our house um actually i did have a full day yesterday of under 18 i coached the under 18s team of uh the the team so is this for the new year's day tournament that they have every year uh don't ask me questions that are too far ahead i don't know but it's a running comp so they play every sunday uh so i've started doing that when i got here good the good kids um so the first game, it's like one A's and B's or first and seconds. First game was uh, the bus left at quarter past eight in the morning um, for a 10 o'clock game. And the second game was 4.30 in the afternoon. So whoever put that schedule together, me and him need to meet. There's some, um, there's some weird idiosyncrasies that Mate. the Chinese people have. <laughs> I, we, I got to this first ground. There's like, I don't know, you could, we're, like, we're a fairly well put together unit. Um, it, for a 12-a-side game, which is something I'd never heard of um, in all my years of rugby, their coach comes over, a young lady, and is like, oh, are you? can we play 10s? And I was like, I suppose. I mean, it makes more sense than 12. I don't know what 12s is. And she goes, cool, because I've only got nine. And I went, we'll play sevens. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Like, it's, it's just after nine o'clock in the morning, which is very early for me. Um, so anyway, I had to lend her three players uh the refereeing over here is in it's it's crazy it's, it's awful isn't it don't sugarcoat it it's awful oh, oh fuck. Don't, don't sugarcoat shit it's awful and there are a couple of okay ones but uh a lot of the local referees terrible it's scary and the kids are like well you know why is that a penalty and i'm like i don't know son <laughs> i don't know just turn around and play on have you, uh, have you started to appreciate some of the weird stuff that the local Hong Kong people do? Uh, have you noticed I mean, any of it? Well, like this, like pretending like they don't speak English sometimes just so that you well, fuck off, basically. 
so I'm in a running feud with the lady who works on the door in this building. Um, there's effectively every building has just a person who sits there and fucking is meant to buzz you in. Um, this lady refuses to fucking buzz you in. So you have to know the code, which I do now. I didn't for the first week or so. Um, and even when you're there with like stuff, holding hands, things like that, if you hit the button, she will just yell at you in Cantonese when you get in there. And she is just sitting on the phone on FaceTime and me and her are fucking not sweet. I don't like her at all. She's lazy. <laughs> call her, call her Faye Po. Faye Po. What does that Joel's, mean? Joel's on Faye Po. Good morning, fat lady. Good well, morning. Fucking, she yelled at me today and I didn't know what I did. So like, oh, anyway. Anytime so they yell at you, just go, ayah, ayah. What does that mean? It means, oh no, oh no. Or if she's oh, not right. doing something, if she's not doing something, go fighty la, fighty la. Let's hurry the uh, fuck up. Hurry the uh, fuck up. I, I, uh, they like, there's a lot of people selling like counterfeit iPhones or whatever in, in the square at Causeway Bay. And I walk through there five times a day. Um, and whenever they try and give me stuff, I just go, oh, sorry, he has, he has a tiny penis. And I point to Granger, and they're like, "Oh, okay." Like they know English. It's it's good. It's good fun. One of the one thing I was going to bring this story up last week, but I totally forgot. So the Hong Kong Scottish used to train at a community ground sometimes, not the Rock, but like a separate near the police club or something like that. Right in the middle of, um, right in the middle of the other. What's the other island called? New Territory. Kowloon. Kowloon. Sorry, Kowloon. I should fucking know that. I spent like a quarter of my life in a place. I can't even tell you what the island's name but anyway uh, the local chinese would all train and run around and do their thing walk into the bathroom there's signs everywhere so the western toilets you know how the chinese go to the bathroom a different way oh yeah walked into the toilet to do a piss before training all the cubicles were taken go into the store open the door there's a chinese gentleman standing on the rim of the toilet bowl facing outwards completely naked Dro- dropping dropping a, a baby dead Gillespie into the toilet. <laughs> See everything. Full full yeah, mushroom. Man. Well and, and they're just like fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> I always say like I just there's a local park right next to me and like you you go to like I just was walking through it then. There's just a guy like sort of in his undies kicking <laughs> a basketball at a soccer goal by himself. Yeah. Or they um, all walk backwards. Have you seen that? Yeah, lots of walking backwards. Not yeah. sure what's doing there, but like it, it, it truly is fucking just wondrous how random shit is. Um, but yeah, no, no, that you see a lot of naked guys. I mean, you go into any change room and there's someone with just a lot of blow dries over here, just blow drying their dick from one yeah. centimeter away, just absolutely <laughs> hating, just putting it on blast. <laughs> so it's you got to walk into change rooms just like a karate master like ready to just see pretty much anything so i tell i tell anyone who if you go to hong kong for the first time there's a couple of places to drink i'm sure jed's found them one's lang kwai fong the other one's Wan chai and as you head as you head in chinese people have some genetic condition where they're not predisposed to absorbing alcohol the same way that westerners do like 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 jed for example and the as you drive fight. closer and closer to the red light district there's chinese people or hong kongers vomiting all over the street <laughs> you're like yes i'm back i'm back i'm back home that's yeah, how i know not, i'm back in hong kong 
one of the young Kiwis who's here, he's a really nice dude. And he's like, obviously, oh, I like, I wear no shoes in Australia all the time. You like, do that there. No, so down the local shops, like, no shoes, whatever. And we're on, we're going for a stroll one day. And he's like, oh, fuck this, bro. I'm just going to take my sandals off. And he's, he's going barefoot for like a K. I'm like, well, you're going to die now. Like, you're going to die. That is horrific. It's fucking that brave. Is absolutely horrific. Mate, there's so, um once you once you get over to um, Lantau, there's a little island where you can actually there's a little fishing village, sorry, where you can go and see pink dolphins. So it's a traditional um, Chinese fishing village. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what what made me just think of that, but you go down there, you can take a little boat. It's not Chung Chao, is it? Ch- ch- uh, Chung Chao, maybe. Yeah, I went there. I went there. Oh, did you? Did you see the dolphins? No, they look they're fucking ugly looking things. Oh, jeez. Pink dolphins. Anyway, it's enough fun. Hong Kong. It's enough Hong Kong chat. What's going on in the world? I've done literally no preparation. You're going to have to carry the show today, as per usual. I watched the games. I watched the uh, Australia game and the what, um, New Zealand game. What did you make of the Aussie game? It's fucking stressful. Um, Morgan Turanui summed it up quite well. It's it's uh, difficult to right. be an Australian supporter sometimes. Right. Fucking hell, it's very stressful. It was, I don't know, it was a good, it was a good show of ticker. There were some guys who came off the bench who really added some impact. I like Flair off the bench. Um, I my, thought Dave Parecki was fucking good. Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, he's a good player. It's, it's, it's a wonder. I'd like to know what happened when he went to Europe, why he didn't play more when he was over there. He did. Uh, he started, I did his highlights briefly when he was a London Irish and he was playing regularly. He was either starting up, off the bench. I looked up his stats over like the three or four year period though. He didn't play like a three or four seasons worth. So he might, he, he might have got an injury or two. I don't know. Possibly. Um, but he's a good, he's a good player. Nice fella. Um, I thought Nick Frost was good for about 50 minutes. Then I think he got a bit tired. He's, he's a good player. Like, I don't know whether they, they're going to throw the, the, like all the eligibility rules out the fucking window, I reckon. Cause like these, these guys going overseas, they have to be world cup ready. Like they've got to be there. So. Oh. Do you think, just on that, but like to sorry to stop talking about the game for a second, but do you actually think that everyone would fuck off if they just opened the floodgates? No, because I don't reckon everyone, they would either. Not everyone can fuck off though. It's, it's only the opportunity of guys who have heritage, which is now being quashed by the Australia race game, or like, um, or a very very high caliber player. If we're talking about guys who can go to England or France. Then your bottom tier of the 30, no disrespectable being there, they might be able to go to America. So, like, it, it's not really a great comparison. Like, it, it, the incentive for them to go somewhere is not enormous unless they're not making the Super Rugby 35 fucking anyway. So, are you going to lose that many guys? I don't think so. I think you're going to lose literally, I think you're going to lose you, like a bit of your cream. Uh, Australia, I, I mean, Australia, whatever, ARU will. Like obviously you have to pay to keep you know some cream there to make it creamy, um, but I don't think like we there's just not that many guys who are going to be snapped up by Toulouse tomorrow. It's just not going to happen. Well, I was I was having this chat with someone the other day. I, I think having a good team culture can actually keep people there. If you look at look at the Brumbies for example, there's a bunch of guys that they've kept just because they're a good team, and I'm sure that some of the players that could have gone overseas get significantly more money, chose to stay home for that reason. Yeah. Or they, at least in their minds, they'll stay for a period to get a certain outcome. 
and then leave after that period. So I don't but, think but this was- this whole thing about just going for money, I I don't think it's as simple as that. I think sometimes people get offered fuck you money, which they can't say no to. And I think there's there's other motivations. I still think playing for Australia is a big fucking deal for a lot of people. And if yeah. you're in the if you're in the Wallaby team and you know you're not going to be able to to play if you go overseas, I, I think that does keep people here. But I also think that if young guys had the opportunity to fuck off, not all of them would. No, I don't think they all would. And I think it probably makes some of them better. Oh, it's proven to make a lot of people better going somewhere else and doing something differently. Um, so I, I don't know, South Africa did away with that sort of bullshit years ago. And you still see, I mean, they have a lot of guys in the top 14, but you still see a lot of their guys playing, were playing super rugby. Lord knows what the fuck's going on over there now. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, the Wallabies were good. They were good. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking hell of a start. Murrayfield, my, my old man played at Murrayfield once and it looked amazing. Um, do, you watch, absolutely- do you watch the anthems with the bagpipe guy on the roof? Yeah, absolutely pumping. Absolutely Incredible. pumping. Um, but it was, tell you what, that, the, was it the hooker? The, set, Scot- the Scottish hooker? Fuck, he's good on ball. No, the loose head. I think it's a loose head. Oh, loose head. Fucking hell. Yeah. Gee he's good. I thought. Um, I thought if the Wallabies can somehow work out how to be a very disciplined team and then some of the detail around the clean out and some of the carries because they were getting pilled for the lot. I think guys were missing their roles too, right. too often. And I don't think that would have been a close game if they had got that right. Here we go. So this can be whatever you like. I think that IRB should um, make it illegal to build for the ball. To pill for the ball? Yep. Because if you can't clean that person out, then they shouldn't be able to do it. And there were two two examples over the weekend. There was one in the Australia game. There was one in the uh, New Zealand game where Brody Utali got sent off. The guy is oh, on, yeah. he's on the ball in a perfect juggling position, what oh, everyone in the world teaches, from the shittest coach in this country to the number one, like Laurie Fisher doing his drills. Everyone teaches this perfect pilfer position. There is no fucking way to clean that person out. Now, he hit him closer to the head, right? But if you think about where the head is, it's almost at your own feet. 100%. If you hit him in the middle of the back, I guarantee you the ref stops that game and goes dangerous force to the back. There is no way to clean that person out. So no, they I, need to get rid of it as a rule. If you don't want him cleaned out, it's like a, it's a, it's a fucking joker card on this game where if you play it, you can't do anything to that person. So get, get rid of the rule then. Get rid you of can, it. You can be very logical sometimes. Oh, I Look, I, I remember watching that going, the commentators are carrying on a little bit much here. Like, how, how can you validate that being a red card? He wasn't maliciously hitting his head. I get that that's the rules. I get that that's the rules. But I also think that if you're going to put your head in dark places, things are going to fucking happen to you. At that I, level of rugby, you're a fucking halfback. It's a massive, massive, massive problem in the game because I don't think there's a way to coach around some of these things. If you slowed down a contact session at any training session, slowed it down and had some fucking French bloke there, he there would be that many yellow cards and red cards from incidental head-on-heads. Like, well, even, even if you're going to take it at a slight angle so that you're not directly going at his head, coming, in, cu- coming in from the side, and plus you're a little bit slower if you're going to do that, so you're gonna so you're gonna get pilfered anyway. So the the fastest way between uh, two points is a straight line. So 
You're right. You're right. It's it's a very good point. Otherwise, if you're gonna if you're gonna be forceful on it, I think if someone's in a jackling position, as long as it's not a malicious shot to the head, play on. Or they should say you can cave that person's fucking back in because that's the you know we, we want you to stay away from the head, but you can absolutely spear them anywhere else between the shoulders and the hips, and then that's what is going to happen to people. But any decent clean out now is a yellow card, and the explanation of it on field is never very detailed. Like the Brody Retallick and Bundy Arkey blew up the other week for for saying, "Well, what do you want me to fucking do?" He got red carded in, in an island fixture, but he's going, how do you want me to do it? Yeah. And did you I'm say sure that? Do you say that during the game? Yeah, he did. And I'm sure he got fined and all sorts of shit, but it's a very reasonable response. And I'd love to know how you can forcefully clean someone out who's in a good pilfering position. Because at, at the moment, I would be focusing my whole fucking game plan on getting guys into that position and very little. Because it, once they're in that position, you've either got a penalty or you've got something greater. And if you have it enough times in a game, statistically, you're going to end up with cards. Yeah. So, like, this World Cup we're running into, unless the, these fucking dinosaurs figure something out, it's just going to be a card fest again. And someone's going to miss a World Cup final or miss the World Cup because of a horseshit fucking incidental ruck infringement. That was a good rant. I don't. I agree. I agree completely. What did you? I was watching again today. The mall defense has more attacking mauling at Test rugby fallen off a little bit, or is mall defense and the strategy around mall defense has gone through the roof? Because I didn't watch the Kiwi game, but from watching the Wallabies a bit this year, particularly on the weekend, one their mall defense was outstanding, but two, there's not as many mall tries as you get at the lower levels of rugby. Have you have you noticed that? What do you make of that? I think yeah, I think probably I think more defense has probably caught up a little bit. Um, I, I think it's overtaken more time. I I've gone away in a slightly different tone. Unless your team's very very good at it, it's a fucking dangerous play because particularly if you've built up what you, pressure. What, what's a dangerous? Sorry, mauling. what is a dangerous? So attacking mauling. Yep, it's a dangerous. But hear me out. If you're not a team that's great at it. Um, you've built up the pressure to then get five meters out. If the more collapses, sometimes, yeah. I no, I've just got a rant to make. Just you continue your yeah. point. I've got a rant to make. If the more collapses and like, you know, sometimes they collapse, sometimes it just randomly collapses and the ref goes, yeah, it's all right. You lose the ball to a scrum. If you get held up, it's now you're now sixty meters back from where you started. So. You have to be so, so clinical and you have to be a really high-functioning team like Sydney Uni were or like I think the Brumbies are from time to time to actually get benefit from it statistically. I think some of the English teams now just take the tap from five metres because if your team's not hundreds of hours deep into mauling and like really, really good at what they do, you go to a line-out, which at best is going to be 90%. That's probably a line-out percentage. Then into a maul, you know, you, not no one's running that percentage of more time. So you 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 are playing a game where the the rugby has incentivized you losing the ball more now. Um, you know, like back in the day, if you were going forward, it used to be your scrum. Now, if it collapses, it's their scrum. Uh, if you get held up, it used to be a five meter scrum. You put more pressure on them. You get held up, you're now fucking back on your own twenty two. So I think it's they've obviously tried to 
I think they've tried to depower it. And from like a junior slash not professional team perspective, unless you're not do unless you're doing it really well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it that much. That's a very good argument. A very good, a very good argument, and a really good way of thinking about it. I, I still think there's a place in the game for having a good mall. Yeah. And if you have the t- if you have the wherewithal to actually have a good more, I still think it's a valuable part of your team. But look, yeah, it's a good thought absolutely, process. Absolutely, absolutely. So if in a in a perfect world, you need eight guys who actually sort of like it and want to do it. You also trained it a lot. You've got the detail. You've got the setups, and you've got the experience. You've done a lot of training on it. But if you haven't got those things, I don't like. Yep, yeah, let's let's have a crack because you've built up all this fucking bullshit to get down there, get the pressure um, and you just going down there and collapsing them all because you, you don't train it that much or it's not really a focus. You, like you're, that's just a loss of, that's a loss of pressure. You've lost all that. Con- mm. you, there's no conversion into points. So like from, for me, if you're not training it a lot, like I, I prefer the three from 30 meters out than just going, yeah, let's see what the boys can do. We've trained it twice a week. Let's see what the lads can do. Like it has to be a, you have to be focusing on it and it has to be a real emphasis. Interesting thought. I think if you get held up over the line, obviously a five-meter scrum is more desirable, but a line dropout, you still get the ball back. So you're continuing to build pressure. Obviously not within the same field position, but I still think that there's benefits to that. The thing that I was going to have a rant about, if, if you got a mall from within 10 meters, you're going forward and the mall collapses within a meter, two meters of the line, how the fuck is that not a penalty every time? And how the yeah. fuck can they, how the fuck can they accurately tell what's going on? Yeah, it's yeah, like oh no, yeah, your man took it down. It's if like, you're a meter from the line, penalty try. Like how, how is it? How is it not? I agree. I, I think if like the areas of the game where yellows are now handed out like fucking pamphlets, which is like obviously if you try for an intercept and you miss it, a genuine intercept, you go to the bin. Um, you know, if you clean someone out weird, you go to the bin. If a mall's one meter out and it's collapsed in any way, how is it a try? It was going to be a try. There's no doubt it was going to be a try. Like, there's a lot yeah. of doubt in the in a lot of these deliberate knockdowns that anything was going to happen. Or the guy wasn't, de- like, desperately trying to catch that ball. So, I agree. It should be a fucking, should be a penalty or a penalty try. The refs have a hard job, man. They, they have an hard, even harder job because the fucking rules that are being made for this game are killing it. And they're alienating people who've been watching it for 50 years. You watch a game with someone like my dad's age or like they're going, what the fuck is that? Like, how is that a card? How is, and it's not people like, you know, back in my day, I used to stab people with my shoe, sort of happy Gilmore happy style. Gilmore style. <laughs> it's like, what, what, what is going on here? Like it's, it's very, it's very frustrating to watch because I've just seen so many test matches, particularly ruined by, terrible decisions in the TMO box and it's not I suppose it's not their fault because that's the laws they're given so it's an interesting one because uh, look we're both players we've both had head knocks you're still a player I think anything that anything they can do to protect the players is very important very very important but I still think when you play a body contact sport there is some degree of risk that you must accept one and the other thing that I think is that instead of trying to fit the game to suit a new crowd or to attract people to the game, they should be building the game to suit the existing audience. Because anyone that watched the Japan, the Japan All Blacks game, 
the Scotland game on the weekend and then compare it to any of the rugby league internationals that were going on. Rugby is a fucking popular game that has a huge fan base. Hmm. And I think I think that the lawmakers, the people managing the game are trying to attract new people to the game rather than going, fuck that. We've got a good crowd. Let's let's keep them engaged, keep them happy and build the game to suit the existing. Yeah, consolidate, you know I mean? yeah, consolidate the base the same way that random fucking punters who played a game for Penna Hills High in 1980 of rugby league go down the pub and watch the league. Like the same can't really be said for the union and the Tars or the union and the Rebels or the union and the Wallabies. Like they're the, like get those fans who are already got a foot in the camp and consolidate that base. That, like I'm, I'm off base there. Like they seemed when I was, when you and I were younger, I'm a little bit older than you, but they seem to adjust the rules to suit mothers who had the young kids playing the sport to try and make it safer and more appealing. I think, oh, no, let's just build the game to suit our existing fan base. Well, they need, to throw, they need to throw, they just need to make a new game. If they're trying to do that, invent a new game with completely new rules where you can only tackle around the waist, everything else is a penalty, there's no rocks. No you scrums. know, it's just, just invent a new game that's sort of like rugby league but safer, sell that and keep the one we have because this thing where we constantly adapt the rules is an absolute fucking killer. Oh, I think we that was a good little rant from both of us there. Putting a bow tie on it. Wallabies won a game. Awesome. Langy Gleason, Tastabu, good on him. He deserves it after the year he's had. Joel Campbell's been grinding away for a long time. I think he deserves it as well. Pass actually, marks? Um, yeah. Well, I actually know Langy not super well, but I was working at the company I used to work to before I went to Langy's house to, to sign him through a management agreement when he was year 12. Um, and he was, he's actually, he's just a very impressive young man. He's very, he's very switched on. Um, he, he's very, he's very hardworking. Um, and you know, they're the sort of people who succeed. So obviously he's, he's a, he's a beast. Like he's very explosive, that sort of thing. He had a little dabble in league and effectively at his own, you know, at his own judgment just went, nah, don't like it. Went to play for Manly. And then, you know, that was the end of it. So to see him succeed is really good. He's a good guy. He deserves it. I, I think uh-huh. it's, it goes to show that, look, if, even if you're playing well at club rugby in, in Shoot Shield, and we've seen some news today, Ben Houston's been signed by some rugby league team. I don't know which one, but... What? Yeah. He's not playing for Randwick. I think it might be the Tigers. Don't quote me. It's on Facebook somewhere. But um, people do watch the Shoot Shield, and if you play well in the Shoot Shield, there are opportunities for people. And like any, anyone that watched Lange play for Manly this year would go, fuck, he deserves it. Because he, he was he was a cut above a lot. Um, keep talking. Is he really playing for a rugby league team? Yeah, he signed for a rugby league team, apparently. I saw well, – well, look, as, as far as breaking new go, news goes, some punter posted on Uncle Greg's uh, – are, Greg. are we talking NRL? Yeah, I think so. Actually, that, for me, I think he had a good season last year, but having sort of dipped my toes in the rugby league realm, I don't know where he sits – like, I don't know what position he plays. He's quite tall. Um, you know, he's, he's a well-suited sort of number six. Good line-out uh, good line out forward. Yeah, That's probably the strength of his. It's not – I don't really see that, but I the title, well, you know. Whatever. Good on good on him. No, no, no. I, good on him. I, yeah. I think it's a win for that reason. Like, I, I hope he ends up, you know, killing it. 
Um, one thing I was going to bring up, well, no, I'm definitely going to fucking bring up, is that <laughs> did you see Netball actually got a sponsor in the end? Yeah, I know. And someone made a brilliant comment. It was a Victorian government or, or Travel Victoria or something. Is, is that accurate? Yeah. I saw some brilliant comment that the uh, Travel Victoria or the Victorian government used to, used to support slavery back in the days. Or it used to support the white Australia only policy. So why is that acceptable? Yes. So that I'm definitely I was gonna ask about that. Um, but so they're gonna get they're gonna get some portion of money. It won't be the same, but it'll be over a slightly longer period, or it's the same money over a longer period. Um, I think it's good for the sport. Why where were they? When Nepal wasn't in the news, no, oh, they're just trying to save the day now. Correct. So we'll see if that's going to pay dividends for them, or they're still going to be there delivering with the same heat when this all falls away in a couple of weeks. Um, the, it brought a good question. Uh, the question up, and it, it was from the project. So obviously, my blood was fucking boiling out of my. Can't skin. believe you watch that fucking show. I don't, but like, Lord knows, I get sent things. And keep I that up, please, people. Sorry, keep going, Jed. The qualm, the qualm that the, the, the project had was why hadn't Gina Reinhart explicitly come out and stated she was against the statements from her dad? Did she not? I don't know. She didn't come out and go, look, this is the statement that was made. I am 100% explicitly against this. Please take my money. She did not do that. But it's, it begs the question, and it, that's besides the point. But am I fucking, do I have to apologize for something that my dad did? Well, look, sometimes I think it's better not to address things. Like it's, it's just a, like, it's a question in general. Like if my, if my, if my, I don't know, uncle was fucking in prison for something, he did something to someone. Yeah. If, if I'm confronted with that person, do I have to apologize to them? Uh, look, I wouldn't I think so. There. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. It's just, a, I suppose it's more of an ethical, like moral dilemma, but I just I thought, don't know how, how much, how, how far does that extend where someone who's their own entity as a human has to apologize for something they didn't, they weren't there for it or they didn't do, or do you have to come out publicly each time you do anything and say like, Oh, my name's Duncan Chubb. I have this business for the record. I'm against A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And I'm very pro all the good things. Can you not just exist as a as a as a normal person and like it be assumed that you're normal? Well, look, it, it's a good point. And firstly, just I'd like to state on behalf of Wandering Bear Sports and Caffeine Gum Proprietary Limited that I fucking hate the project. I think it's one of the most embarrassing shows, maybe on Australian TV, maybe world TV. And I think people that watch it should probably reconsider how they spend their time i hate the project as well I, I i only hate the project because it's it's unable to exist in reality it exists in this sort of warped world where i don't know they're all just high-fiving in a room so do you think they believe it or do you think that they're just no. doing it because they, they like don't do you know what i they mean don't, they don't believe it but it, it's it's fucking unbelievable how you can take anything and spin it to a way that makes that person evil and fuck me like I, I read into what she actually, Gina Reinhardt actually donates to in terms of women's sport and stuff. It's probably is, a lot. 
it's probably a lot. Incredible. It's like every obscure sport, rowing, netball, volleyball, beach volleyball, like everything that no one is ever going to fund. Can we call it what it is, Jed? It's philanthropy. It is. She's a she's philanthropic person, but like she's not invest. She's not looking to get commercial gain. She's giving with no thought of return. Yeah, it, like widely as well, and it's not always publicised like this one has been. So I'm happy that Netball found the person that they're going to sponsor. But again, it's the same question: How far would you like to go back with Victoria? How far would you like to go back with it? Let's go have a look at the CEO of Victoria industry like if you dig far enough on anything you're going to find someone something that you're not happy with let's also hope that the australian men's netball team also gets 15 million dollars well it's and shout out to those gentlemen we're big fans of you guys on the show and we know you're regular listeners that it's um not supported at all uh no barely anyone plays it and it has no sort of commercial interest they deserve that money well, that's right. Like equality and stuff. Correct. So <laughs> equal equal outcomes for people. So anyway, I, look, I'm happy that I genuinely am happy. I, I like netball. I just think that the whole media thing, it's just made me so fucking angry. What, um, what, did, what did you make of the Women's World Cup? Did the yeah, Wallaroos perform at their level? What are your thoughts probably, on that? Probably. I mean, England, from what I, from off the top of my head, I, Almost semi fully pro, if you're they're all, yeah, that they're full pro, yeah. So the women's world cup's sort of a con, like a, a combination of countries that are genuinely amateur, i.e., ours, and those that are professional. And I'm watching the women, the English women play, you can sort of tell they were very good, they were very good in absolutely pissy conditions. So, um. I know the Australian women's rugby team's sort of finally getting some credit that it deserves over the last year or two as the Super W's emerged and whatnot. But um, I was speaking to one of the the women in the team over here, and she she was sort of looking at one of the franchises over there. She's a very good player, but you know it, there's genuinely zero dollars in it, so it's hard to compare something where you get paid nothing at that level and then you get paid nothing at the international level. Um, with a fully professional team. For sure. I think it's got to be apples for apples before you can really criticize anyone. You no, know, they so should if, criticize. I think they should be yeah. applauded for the fact that they're putting in that much time and effort um, against a team that trains every day. Yeah. Look, I'm just watching along on social media as well. I think the girls did a pretty good job of promoting the team and, and telling some of the stories of the players involved, which I think is important, whether we believe it is or it isn't. The more people that... If I know Jed Gillespie, I'm going to listen to his podcast. I'm going to buy all his drugs. I'm going to support his views and, you know, buy the four XL shirts that he sells and all that kind of shit. And I think it's the same with rugby. You got to know the people, you got to know their stories, and then you're far more likely to support them. And I think they did a good job. Um, yeah. I think, they nice did a good, I think they did a good job. I watched all the Super W and, you know, it's difficult at the moment because certain aspects aren't there in terms of, commercial interest but that's what makes the people doing it even more impressive to be honest um so kudos to them there we go very um, nice bow tie very nice bow tie man i've got a couple more things firstly i was listening to uh ned brockman on the inspired unemployed which is 
even despite the fact we challenged him to a death match once, they are so funny. Um, he has a hate wall. Did you listen to that or not? Is it a bit like Port and I having hate bottles? Yeah, it is. So uh, he's got a, <laughs> it made me, I loved it. He's got a hate wall. So every morning as he was training, and I think during the thing, he would wake up and there was just like a, a series of photos or quotes or things of people who said he couldn't do it or that he this or that it wasn't going to work as this. And that was what drove him every day. And that made me so fucking happy because finally, finally it's someone who isn't like, you know, I looked up and I just, I saw that cat hanging on the, on the ledge and I knew I could, I could hold on like some bullshit like that. It's like, you know what? I fucking hate all these people and fuck them. And when I get to Bondi, I'm going to, I'm going to pop this champagne in their face. I, I just, it was very refreshing. I, I, I have not had a lot of hate in my life. Uh, obviously there's been certain events this year that have transpired and you've said this to me all the time. You find it quite motivating and it is fucking motivating. Having people shit on you is fucking fuel. Yeah, it's great. I think it's fantastic. I'm going to start, I'm going to start a wall tomorrow. Because you can take, you can take tangible outcomes. And if, if you don't get the outcome, then they were right. You know, so I don't want to let those people win. So I'm going to take my outcome and I'm going to jam it down their fucking throat. And that will that will make me want to train. That will make me want to study. That will make me want to clip. That will make me want to be better. Um, and I'll get all the the benefits of that in general in terms of like self fulfillment. But I can also fucking spike these people. And I think spike is a powerful, powerful driver, just as it was for the dark side in Star Wars. It's powerful, powerful for people every day. Mate, I agree. I agree. I don't. I never thought like that before this year. Probably before we started doing this, but uh, you, you're takes, correct. How can anyone hate Ned Brockman? By the way, <laughs> you know. no, I don't know. He, he's so fucking likable, but he's also very normal, which I think makes him more appealing to me than some other people. Like I like, like I think David Goggins is cool, but like I'm not a fucking, I'm not a marine man. Like I'm not doing that shit. He, the guy's just a fucking Sparky who ran across the country listening to cold chisel and he fucking has a hate wall, which makes me so happy. So if you're out there and you're struggling for fucking a bit of motivation, pick five people who told you you weren't very good at something and fucking use them as to inspire you to be good at it. I fucking love that. It's pumping me up. Yeah. Well, I've got actually on a completely different note, like couldn't be less to do with that. Um, what's crazy about, Australia, I suppose, and like the Western world is that, you know, all these things that we've been discussing are major issues, right? Like the mining thing, like how minor that is in comparison to, so you've lived here, everyone has a full-time Filipino helper. I grew up with one. Yeah. So full-time Filipino helpers on Sunday, they get their day off. So Sunday, the streets are pumping. So I live in Tin Hau now. And the, the, the basketball courts, there's about 10 basketball courts behind me and they're just full of the Filipino helpers and they're having a drink and a laugh and singing. But like, it's, they get paid like $15 Australian a day. Okay, so I'll push back on that. Yes, I agree. Like from face value, it's fuck all. And they're, they're basically your full in butler, live in butler. I, I, <laughs> well, uh, growing up as a kid, I had one. Her name was Jossie. She was a lovely lady. And she was a domestic helper and she 
from that work and living in Hong Kong, she owned three houses in the Philippines. Yeah, so it's 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 all scaled, right? It's all context. But can you imagine if people did that in Australia? I wouldn't want someone around, but it would it would probably ruin the place here. I think if they did that. No, but let's let's just say that some wealthy people. And I know that there's au pairs and nannies and things like that, but they went, you know what, I'm going to get a few Filipino helpers. I'm going to pay them $10 Australian a day. Like how, how that would go. It's just different expectations of society. Like here it's sweet. And that yes, they're paid well contextually for the Philippines. Contextually for Hong Kong, they're not paid well. No. And But like it, it's just different standards of where people are at and where we're at uh, that's yeah. just this goes back to my thought that we've run out of shit to fucking cry about like truly we've run out of shit so we make shit up yeah look we, we live a very comfortable life here uh, i've i spent all morning at the beach in the one of the most beautiful places you've ever been i'm going fuck i've got nothing oh, did you finally get out of cronulla <laughs> <laughs> mate we've had we've had a rare run of good days uh, which given the last year has been very much enjoyable, but you're right. Yeah, and it, it's that. funny how different cultures accept different things. Um, that's what I think that's one of the best things about travel is you get to see how other people live. You know, yeah. I, I also don't think Australians would probably cope well with the, the building sizes that they have in Hong Kong, like the small, the small flats, the confined space. No, you know. probably not. It's very, very different. Um, but yeah, it's just, a, it just sort of, I don't know. I just think about it when I see them. They're all very happy. Like they're lovely people. Um, but as they're getting on the source on a Sunday afternoon in the park, you know, after making not good money, but good money for the Philippines. What I, the other thing, which you probably don't have the answer to, but if there's like a hundred thousand Filipino women between the ages of 25 and 450 here, where are all the men in that demographic? It's a good point. I think a lot of them have partners back in the Philippines. Like okay. Josie, Josie was married when she was in Hong Kong. Yeah. Okay. So that was my question. So there's not just not the the dudes in that demographic are just banging each other back in the Philippines. They're waiting. Well, well, who knows what they're doing? To be honest, but I, I think a lot of them work back in the Philippines doing whatever Filipino people do. Um. And yeah, potentially they bang each other. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, the last the last thing I've had written down was um. Granger, who I'm living with at the moment, he's seen no movies. Ever. No movie. No one. He hasn't seen anything. So, like, you know, something would come up. Something always comes up from movies. Uh, like, I'm a pretty big movie guy without being like a crazy movie guy. But, like, someone will come up with like something from Training Day or, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, fuck, that's, that's the guy who was in this. He hasn't seen a single thing. What does are he you, do all day? Is he a gamer? This is what I said. No, he's just a, I don't know. Are you a movie guy? Like, have you seen <sighs> stuff? Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah. Well, it was just, I mean, yeah. it baffled me. Like, I went through the top 250 movies of all time, and he might have seen 20 of them. You know what you need to do? Sit him down and watch Wolf of Wall Street together, and that'll get him started on movies. Well, I've been making him watch one movie every other day. So last night we watched Training Day. Never seen Training Day. Good movie. And before, before that, we watched Platoon. He'd never seen Platoon. Um, like he was, he's going to Vietnam. He hasn't seen anything. 
And it made me think, am I the one who's missed out or is he the one who's missed out? Yeah, it's a, look, it's a good point, isn't it? I'd, I'd like to know how he's filled his time if he's not doing that. And it might be a good thing. Like, I know I've, I've got some friends who don't watch TV or claim they don't. Like, it's some fucking thing to be proud of. How does he fill his time? I don't know. I, I really don't know. And obviously is he a I'm documentary make... guy or uh, a is he just on Tinder bit. all the time? No, he's got a girlfriend, so only half the time he's on Tinder. But it's, yeah, I just, I'm trying to make him watch the best movies of all time. So, you know, I'm not sort of autistic with it like Bachelor is. Um, The Bachelor famously has a top 100 movies of all time list on Facebook. Um, So, what, which he created when he was in Italy, very bored. Um, So, I obviously go through that list. I made, and, and again, he'd seen about five of them. So, like, we're talking pivotal movies like Wedding Crashes, like, anything just pick anything that you love yeah it hasn't been seen star wars lord of the rings zoolander hobbit harry potter nothing Nothing. tropic thunder no hasn't seen tropic thunder so boris gump he's hating life at the moment because whenever we're hanging out i just describe movies to it i'm like when this movie it was very good because this happened and he's working he's working now isn't he correct he's on the he's on the slave ship on the mtr in the morning I, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Anyway, just for those wondering, if you get a disabled pass at the MTR stations, you do pay half, and they do not check you. Someone yeah, told I, me that. I never would do that myself. I haven't caught that many trains. I've caught some trains, but I, I, I haven't caught too many trains. Um, so yeah, that was anyway. That just blew me away. Obviously, I need to either. What a deprived life. He'll have a good time in Vietnam. Yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna be good. It's it's very price efficient. Um, it certainly is. So it's not you don't have to spend a lot of cash, and hopefully by then his fucking shitty job will have paid him minimum wage to afford that trip. Uh, but it's actually chubby. Today's the day that the uh, the all the things you paid for on your club card over the month come back to haunt you. How bad was it? <laughs> he was sending me they it's incredible so they print off a receipt you sign the receipt and then they uploaded some database so he they instead of just going here's your number this is what you got to pay he's scrolling through receipts of like you know saturday night 10 36 p.m two jugs of beer one vodka this and he's going fuck i didn't buy this one or this one i don't remember why did you sign this one was one of them i'd signed for two pizzas <laughs> so um how bad was it I don't think mine will be as bad as his. Mine was about three grand. Honky. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. It's not too bad considering you eat there a lot. Um, and as I've run out of money slowly, I've had to spend more time there eating there. So it's it's <laughs> it's sort of a it's a give and take. Have you been enjoying the buffet culture in Hong Kong? <sighs> yes, I've had some buffets. I like buffets. I think I go to the same place every day. Uh, and for like four dollars Australian, I get four of these like footy shaped fucking dumpling things. Yeah. So I've really just been living off them now. So I have a little coffee in the morning, four footy shot shaped dumplings, and then head <laughs> to training. So actually, no, that's I had to. Um, last week I spent the whole week um, writing. Uh, no, no, it's not the correct word. Tutoring. A very big a very big assessment. So I was flat out last week, like nine to five, ten thousand words. Um, 
and we got there in the end. So it's hard to believe you're a grown up sometimes. Actually, it's hard to believe I'm a grown up sometimes. Well, yeah, I know. I, I do think that. But the, again, a, another tip for people who don't like getting older is constantly surround yourself with people who are older than you. So I'm lucky that the average age of this club is over 30, well over 30. Do you think you're ever going to be motivated by money? Yeah, I will say that someone told me what like junior lawyers make here and it did. I'm never, I've never been that into cash. I'd like to be hood rich. So I like to have no money and a nice watch. Um, but uh, someone told me what they make here and it's like 4X what you make at home. So I was like, fuck. I could be unhappy for six months for 4X of that. But two years. Two years. Two years. Fucking hell. I don't, I don't even... Nah, I don't know. I really don't know. Everyone seems to be working from home more these days. I feel like if you could mix that up a bit, but the thought of getting up and getting on the um, MCI every morning at the same time it makes me a bit nauseous. Mm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I wonder whether, like, I've been working for myself for a while now, full time for the last year, and it's, you know, you survive as you do when you start a business. But I'm, I'm just wondering at what point do I go fuck it and just go all in on something to try and, you know, financially go well. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Rather than just well, all the, try all to the- chase your dreams and ambitions and. No, all the organized crime stuff I've read, they really they have a peak before they end up in prison. So I figure that whatever you, you just need to buy into the THC stuff that you love so much and get off before the tipping point. So while you're still making good cash, but before you become like on the target of ASIO and whatnot, get off the train then. When do so you that, reckon marijuana is going to be illegal, uh, legal in Australia? Uh, I mean, it's legal in Thailand. Is it? Yeah, look at how excited you got when I told you that. <laughs> I um, but it is, yes, it is legal in Thailand. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it probably should be tomorrow. I don't, I, it's not like there isn't case studies. I, for the billionth time on this fucking podcast, I don't smoke marijuana. You just sell it. You just sell it now, don't you? <laughs> I would fucking sell it if it was legal, but I don't, I don't know what the, Weight is, I mean, there's like a thousand case studies of places where he's legal now. I think it would actually watched a doco the other day with fucking spiraling, but I watched a good doco on New Zealand's drug market. It was on Vice. Vice makes some great docos. And it was saying effectively because New Zealand's so small and crappy. Sorry, New Zealand. Um, no it's one true. was no one was exporting their illegal shit there. So they had to sort of get creative. Um which is why they have like a meth problem, but not a coke problem. So you can sort of well, so they get, made it really cheap, just so the locals you get would buy it. drugs and like the and the stuff you can sort of make, but you don't get like like the Colombians aren't necessarily sending their finest down there because it's four million people and a percentage that are users is so small. Hmm. Um, but they actually, the New Zealand government in two thousand and nine or ten, they actually legalized this guy made like a synthetic drug which he tested and you know like a party drug and they yeah. legalized it for a short period so I, could, I remember that yeah so you could buy like these effectively pingers over the counter for like a year in new zealand properly legal um and then they sort of cowered it out of it after that but that was just bizarre new, I was, new zealand are on the cutting edges of some of that stuff sometimes um but that was that was crazy i couldn't i don't i didn't remember that through my life 
I, I do remember that. I, I remember going there during that time and uh, and stocking up. Yeah, I bet you did. Well, you know, they they reckon that if with the drug, what you can do is change one of the genetic strands of it, so it still has the same effect, but it doesn't actually come up as whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but what the whole point of my initial start of that round, which you did a great job of continuing on, was that if we can get in the bottom door or the front door of the marijuana industry, whoo Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like places are ready to just like the American stuff will just swoop in there so the business the, yeah you're right but the market whether it's there, investing in the company or oh jesus if you know crazy how saturated shit is over there now like the stuff you can get like i saw boys drinking like fucking thc coffee and like yeah. i don't know how i'd feel like just like knowing you feel, work. How, feel how you do now probably <laughs> <laughs> but like if you had a company like your workers are sort of drinking like a thc coffee like dozing around the worksite giggling and shit i don't i don't know how it would be functionally but well, if you want to work at wandering bear sports that's what will be happening there will be piss tests and if you're not pissing hot <laughs> you're pissing off if you don't you piss fuck. excellence you don't well you're not welcome at wandering bear oh, sports. so yeah mate um, uh, elon musk has taken over twitter oh, officially bro what do you make of that honestly you, because you're a bit, of, you hate free speech a little bit. Oh, I think he's so bored, and I think it's. Here's the thing: he he was for the longest time a Democrat and a, effectively like a libertarian, like someone who sits in the middle would prefer no one tells him what to do. But all this crazy bullshit has made him go the other way. So he's bought Twitter. <laughs> I think he banned his ex girlfriend. Did I see that? I'm not sure, but. Now everyone can talk shit again. So I think that people, if you're going to have people saying crazy stuff, they should be able to say it. Like you can't restrict what type of crazy stuff you want. And it's not really crazy. Like in terms of- But who are you to say what's crazy and what isn't crazy? And and that's the crux of the issue, which is why I believe he's buying it. But in terms of, it was politically, like politically one side was being shut down, one side was being pushed. So- He's bought it for like it's a fair portion of his of his money as well. Like it's it's not like you it's it's not throwaway money for him, um, you know. But I think it'll it's how Twitter should be. It's how Twitter was. My dad said something to me the other day. He goes, "If Elon Musk can bang crazy bitches, I think he's hooked up with Amber Heard and some other bitch, have twenty five children, run." Four multi-billion-dollar businesses. You can fucking do your little business and coach rugby. <laughs> it's true. I mean, <laughs> that's a good point, seen, Dad. Have you seen? It's a very good point. Have you seen the videos of him when he was like a startup? Mm. He was like balding. He looked fucked. He had terrible teeth. So he <laughs> he spent his money well. Um, Amber Heard, maybe in hindsight, not the greatest option. Oh, you would though. You'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would. I can't stand it, bro. I can't stand it. Go and watch the Rum Diaries. I've seen the Rum Diaries. Don't fucking tell me about movies, mate. I'm the yeah, one. Granger, sit down it. with Granger and, and watch the Rum Diaries with him. I've watched. I've watched the Rum Diaries. It's very impressive material. <laughs> it's impressive stuff. But dude, she's fucking crazy. She's he's crazy. Um, she's he's crazy a crazy stuff. dude, man. 
Like, oh, you know what? Earth, for human beings to survive, we need to colonize Mars. So what we're going to do is build rockets that are cost-effective so that we can take people to Mars and, and form a civilization. Yeah, see, Who I don't really, I don't agree with him. Like that. I don't, I, I mean him, like, I don't agree with him with that sort of shit, but I think it's cool someone is doing it. Boring under cities to to solve traffic problems. I mean, that's just the tunnel. So I, I remember listening to that fucking where he was talking about all these the complexities of solving things. It's a fucking tunnel. They but exist now. Like I know, but it's still fucking awesome. Like I I have difficulties even organizing merch for us to sell. This guy's building tunnels under cities, making reusable rockets, electric cars, which apparently no one's out, no one else has ever been able to do successfully until he did it. And now he's buying Twitter. Remarkable. Yeah, Teslas are definitely for rich people um, because they're becoming more and more um, common in Australia. Yeah, but then there'll have to be an increase in places you can actually charge them slash energy prices will have to be efficient to charge them. So if you're getting charged fucking $400 every time you turn a kettle on, then an electric car is not going to be as cost effective. What, what do you make of the world in general? Like, obviously, we're only here for a finite period of time. Is it a case of just get on with living your life, do the best you can, don't make excuses and just make the most of it? Or should we be worried? What am I worried about? The state of the world, Ukraine, Russia, all the Not fucking really, lunatics, man. all the fucking lunatics in charge, inflation, energy prices, housing prices, underpopulation. Is someone going to fucking put a, their finger on the nuclear button? No, I mean, for the history of like human time, there's been major qualms. So these qualms, there's been like, this, no, I'm not particularly worried about anything. I mean, yeah, I got a flexi ticket booked out of here just in case. <laughs> so, I mean, no, I'm no, just kidding. Everything's fucking re- very well run here, but no, not particularly. I think uh, if anything, it's a time with left, less problems than most other times. So take that. That's very, uh, very uplifting for you. Very uplifting. I'm starting to worry about you a little bit. Not really. I've got to focus on what's in front of me. I've got to walk across the park, go to the gym, go to training, get some dinner, go to bed. It's a fucking good life, Jed Gillespie. Yeah. And get, my plan here is to get very tan, very good looking. So I'm zero from two at the moment, but the tan's coming along. <laughs> Fuck. Look, uh, I look, I did have something smart assy to say, but I'm not, I'm just gonna leave it for now. It's good to see you playing rugby again. It's good to see you exploring the great city of Hong Kong. Uh, it is an amazing place. I highly recommend anyone who can go to the Sevens. It's one of the greatest events on planet Earth. Jed, you might have to hide a little bit during that period. It is fucking full on. Yeah, I know. You know what you should try and do? You should try and get a job as one of the liaison officers for one of the teams because then you can get out of a lot of the partying and then you're actually in the in the stadium. You get to go behind the scenes and you get to paid to be there. That would be nice. I mean, it is this weekend. So The, se- the Hong Kong Sevens is this weekend. Oh, fuck. Okay. So probably I didn't like the party on that. Yeah, well, I didn't. I've stopped paying attention. There's you too many. Three, you got to buy three days worth of tickets. So we haven't bought tickets yet because we're going to just pop pop up some late ones for cheap. Yeah. Um, but it, was, it wasn't cheap to get three days worth of tickets. Nor should it be. So we're no. sort of waiting to get some cash and then we'll do it. 
they used to fund their entire organization on the sevens every year and obviously not having it for yeah yeah not having it for a few years they're probably trying to make up for lost time there was um did you watch the warren gatland podcast they did with like james haskell and the good the bad the rugby whichever one's called no he said uh, on that podcast he said and oh at one time hong kong contacted me saying would i be interested in coaching hong kong and he goes, oh, look, very politely, I don't think you'd be able to afford me. And he goes, well, apparently they said, well, look, we got $150 million in the bank. Yeah, they got it's a lot of money. Of, one of the richest rugby unions in the world when things are firing. I, I believe they were the richest rug, rugby union in the world uh, prior, to the, prior to COVID. So Certainly it's, up there. it's interesting that the comp isn't fully professional to me. It is interesting. Why do you think that they do that? Uh, well... I gauge that particularly the club I'm at has sort of deep-rooted ties to amateurism. So they like it's in, it's part of their constitution, like that they're not really they're an amateur club. Um, so I don't know why they're not fully pro. I like they could have a with the money they have, they could have a fourteen professional comp if they wanted. There are so, some wealthy motherfuckers at that place. Hmm. And then there's me and, and Grange and some other guys as well. So we're all just hanging out together. You um, need to get a slice of the pie. No, I'm just, I'm waiting to meet someone who'll pay me to exist. And it'll happen, mum and dad. You wait. Um, before we say goodbye, uh, congratulations. Tom Murphy got into medical school. I know Dude, he's, a, he's a fucking doctor. Yeah, he actually got an extremely high. He got, scored in top 5% in his uh, GAMSAT. So well done to him. And he will be the first. 40-year-old first-year doctor ever. So, well done. <laughs> no, that's, um, fucking, that's fucking awesome. So, he's just he wasn't happy with what he's doing, decided to make a change. Uh, he, did a, he did a degree in uh, finance or accounting or something at the normal time you do degree, sort of 18 to 23, and then uh, played a bit of footy, did a bit of work and stuff, went overseas, and when he came back, he wanted to be a doctor, so he's undergraduate. And it's quite the process. So, I can uh, imagine. One of my uh, friends who used to be a, quite the football, Lockie McCaffrey's younger brother, he did that, Miles, when we were sort of 21 and we're 30 now and he's sort of, you know, just hitting his straps. I believe he's in neurosurgeon or something, but um, he's sort of just clicking into it. So it's quite the process, but you sort of got to do your undergraduate and then sit your game sat. So it's this fucking test for geniuses. And uh, I, I love hearing people find out what they want to do and then go after it. I love it. Yeah, it's it. It was. Um, I mean, I fucking. I'm all. I was all for it. I don't know, but it, it's it's a different direction to take when you're like conventionally when you're a little bit older than sort of twenty twenty one. But he was just like, I don't really want to do this. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a GP. I think GPs do a lot. Wants to help people. Yeah, he's, he's like they do a lot of good, and that was it. So, well done to him. And uh, mad respect to that guy. Well, that's done. all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, do you reckon you'll ever work out what you want to do with your life? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not I mean, sure. You've tried a few things at this point. What's uh, you know, what's the thinking? Or are you just going to see what comes to you? I'm Maybe sure. this podcast will take off. I'm just going to stay open. Um, I'm stay open, and if all if all if if things you know take a certain direction, I'll come back to Australia, become a very influential conservative commentator on Sky Sports. 
<laughs> I mean, on Sky News. <laughs> no, fuck that. We'll have our own YouTube channel. No, you know what I thought I'd do legitimately was I'd come back, I'd identify as a woman, and then I would try and make the Wallaroos, which would then put me on the map as a media personality. <laughs> look, look. Look, something I've learned podcasting is it's uh you got to think long term. But I think if we keep doing this eventually, someone with money will go. That Jed Gillespie character is very entertaining, and they're probably going to pay you to talk mad shit. And then you'll eventually get too big for me and move on. <laughs> uh, as long as <laughs> and I look forward to that day. I look forward to that day, mate. We'll figure it out. Um, oh, that's it for me. I don't think I have anything inspiring. I've inspired enough fucking people this week. Do you want to call anyone out? Oh, we've had a little bit of feedback that we're not calling enough people out. Um, Energy companies. Well, no, I've called out Pat Cummins. I'm calling out the project. I fucking hate the project. I'd also like I would to- fight anyone on the project. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Bigmore, equality. Um, yeah, no, everyone on the project. Everyone on the project. She can get it as well. <laughs> um. No, that, that's, that's about it this week, I think. Oh, and the lady downstairs. I fucking cannot stand her. I'll, I'll try and get some, I'll try and get a selfie video with her, but I cannot stand it. You got to start throwing some Cantonese phrases around, and it's Fadi La. It's Fadi La. Hurry the fuck up. That, that, that's one. Fadi La. And, um, I'll leave you with this one story. So I was very hungover on a Sunday coaching an under 18s. To- team in the new territories 8 30 kickoff ages a fucking way i you know 55 trains two buses whatever and i was fucked i just got i just got a taxi the whole way and the worst cantonese phrase that you can say that's incredibly insulting is do you lay low mo do you i probably said that badly do you lay low mo under 18s game there's fucking police all around one of the Chinese kids said to another Chinese kids, and there was the biggest all-in brawl of people that just clearly can't fight that I've ever seen in my life. It was like, <laughs> like trying to do karate kicks and like, you know, yeah, like they'd said it on TV and shit. And, uh, the police were like almost standing around filming it. Hilarious. <laughs> so go go to her and say, do you lay low mo? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I kid, actually, I kid got... Uh, I think it was an under 12s game. Like he, the, the game had just stopped for some reason. Like he was waiting to take a tap, and someone from the other team came up and just punched him in the face the other day. So there's some crazy shit going on, but uh, in general, uh, things are good. So uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share. Make sure you do, do the just go on Spotify and tap the fucking like give us some, thing. Give us some reviews, fuckers. Yeah, just do that. So everyone's phone I get now, I just do it on their phone. But well, 100%. Get them to subscribe to YouTube as well. Once we get to a thousand, then we can put ads on it. Not that we get many views anyway, but get ads on the YouTube, then we can make money. Yeah, and then uh, I won't be on the Hong Kong street slinging myself for a dollar bill. So uh, well, yeah, let's buy some caffeine gum as well. Look, we get so much positive feedback from this. I think it's only a matter of time until we crack the big time, and then you know, Jed is like a big time media commentator. And I'm just the one feeding him provocative questions that set him off, which is Pull what I've always wanted to do. Pull it up, Jamie. I hope that's, <laughs> I'd be very happy watching you blow up. I've got, 
Like Rob James to me is one of the most entertaining people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, he is a fucking character. Once you see him out of the public eye, the real Rob James, if people got to see that, he would be so fucking famous, but he just won't do it. So hopefully <laughs> you will do it. I'll do it, bro. All right. <laughs> Sweet ass. I'm going to go to right. the gym. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Oh!